Hello friends, welcome to the After Hours Lounge, welcome back if you are a regular listener. My name is Sandy and I am your host and I'm very, very excited about this episode. Uh, joining me in the lounge this week is Mr. Adam Sims, one of my original uh, guests from the kind of start of the podcast in 2020. He was one of the first people I reached out to uh, in, in the lockdown to do one of these kind of Zoom ones when Zoom was new to all of us um, and we had a great conversation then. Uh, the conversation then was all about kind of um, his his life as a professional athlete. He'd just undergone pretty life-changing surgery uh, on his kind of neck and spine um, and that kind of made him pivot into doing what he what he does now so yeah if you haven't listened to that one go back and check it out although it was one of my first podcasts so it's probably not that good uh, but Adam definitely said a lot of really great stuff in it um, but yeah and in, in this one it was more about um, discussing how he's transitioned into this new role as the kind of founder and director of a lot of companies um, Firstly, the Freestyle Pro Tour uh, and how he manages that and is essentially growing the sport of freestyle windsurfing through the management of his tour and running the events and, and everything like that. And secondly, uh, through his uh, media company, Alva Media, um, and how he's you know really trying to push the, the, the media space within, these, within all these kind of extreme wind sports. Um, and then, of course, also running all the photo shoots and video shoots for a lot of the brands within the industries as well. So a very busy man. Um, and it was great to kind of pick his brains on how he deals with being that busy um, how he deals with balancing all the plates, deciding where his time goes, uh, the idea of dealing with uh, his tasks and how he, how he works with having such a chaotic brain all the time. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of you that are familiar with that and, and trying to manage your time a little bit better. Um, keeping such a cool head is one thing I've noticed working at the events with him. is I've never heard him shout once. Uh, so we got into why, how he manages to keep such a cool head, how he's fostered such an amazing culture, you know, the way he uh, looks to employ people, what he looks for within people when he, when he's trying to find someone uh, to fill a role. Um, so, yeah, covered covered a lot of bases with this conversation, um, perhaps a bit, you know, different to, to some of the conversations that you may have come to expect from this. But I think there's definitely a lot of value in this one. Uh, we talked a lot about kind of comparison, obviously being the thief of joy. You know, we talk about that basically in every episode. Um got into the idea of the sunk cost fallacy as well so if you're not sure what that is do give it a listen um, and get into it so yeah uh, please do enjoy my conversation with Mr Adam Sims Here we go. Let's do it. Uh, Adam Sims, second time on the podcast. We've got you back in the booth. Uh, this excited. time we're here. We're in Cape Town in person. Uh, yeah, thank you for uh, thank you for being here. A pleasure, Sandy. Always a pleasure. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nice to be back the second time. It's been a while since uh, the first one, eh? Yeah, it's been a long time. That you were you were actually kind of one of the first people. It, it was like April 2020, I think, um, and it was when I was uh, during the first lockdown, and I was like, oh, I'm going to start taking this seriously, and it was when I. Zoom became on my, uh, you know, screen. I was like, oh, there's this thing, and I can talk to people all around the world. And you were one of the first people because obviously that was when you just had your accident and you had your surgery and, yeah, and all, yeah. all that stuff. And also, it was just interesting to talk to you. We didn't, I didn't know you as well as I do now. Um, Indeed, we've we've spent some quality time together. Spent a lot, <laughs> spent a lot of time together, and that's that's kind of one of the things I wanna wanted to wanted to get into. Um, how do you? I've observed you over the last few years. You know, we work for the Windsurfing Tour. You are the, the CEO, director, overlord, lord commander of the Freestyle Pro Tour. Uh, for me as the commentator, you know, I'm one small cog in a, in a very, very large machine. But you, you run this machine. How you always seem so calm. I, I think over the last however many events we've done, I haven't heard you raise your voice once. 
Um, where does that come from? How do you manage to to keep all of that in and and keep a keep your head so cool? I imagine it, it's it seems like a skill that all of us should have. Where where does that come from? How do you how do you have it? I appreciate the compliments. <laughs> it's somehow I don't know. Maybe on the surface it's like that, but inside my head it's a little bit. Um, yeah. Well, we've got to do this and that and this. Um, I don't know. I think it, it definitely comes from like a built-up of experience because you can't say that I've had experience managing, you know, 15 people suddenly, um, you know, because that's basically what came about as I took on the Freestyle Pro Tour. It was like, you know, I've had a, a bit of experience managing like three or four people with a live stream and then that built up to like five or six and mm -hmm. then seven or eight. And then before you know it, you've got like 10 people with right. a live stream. So that process was probably a good, uh, a very good introduction to managing a larger team where you have also like the, the race crews and then also actually even like the riders and stuff, they're, they're part of this team almost, you know? Um, so yeah, it's kind of built up over time, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of like um, planning and uh, preparation organization um, and just having the right people in the team. Like that is so crucial is like, um, you know, you, you want people you can rely on, trust on, um, and, and know that they rely and trust on you as well. Um, then it's just working super smooth. Um, so yeah, we have a good team, a fun team. Um, and yeah, I think that just helps the process a lot, um, for sure. But I think there's also like this, um, experience I had quite a long time ago when I was first, a, a dinghy sailing instructor. And um, I was instructing a, a kid. I was a kid myself. I was like 15 years old. And I was instructing like a, an eight-year-old to, to, you know, do some tacking and stuff. And um, he just wouldn't, he, he couldn't get it. He couldn't work out what attack was and was constantly like steering the boat in some other directions. Like, all you have to do is, you know, go through the wind. Yeah. <laughs> get the wind on the sail, roll like this. And um, it, it, it got me a little bit heated. And I was uh, um, kind of realizing after that that that's not the right way you know you can't do that it's like you know you you, you won't get what needs to be achieved by doing that it's not um the right thing to kind of raise your voice and get stressed on things um so yeah um i think maybe from this experience it's like you just yeah you kind of remain calm but maybe also it's combined with the fact that there's just so much going on that you know if I end up having to have a long discussion with someone, I'm losing time on other things as well. So yeah. that's a multitude of things for sure. But yeah, um, maybe one day you'll see it. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it, it, like it is one of those things. And I, I, it's not like I'm necessarily speaking from personal experience of, oh, you know, always getting shouted out or, or, or anything like that. But it's just, and, and I, I mean, you know, having chatted to, you know, all, all of our, our mutual friends and uh, I know your, your, your wife, Alina, has said it so many times, like how busy your brain is. Mm. Um, and you, you mentioned it right at the start of the podcast, even though you may have this like cool demeanor on the outside of like, no, you know, I'm not, I'm not shouting, you know, I, I, internally, is there kind of a, uh, it's crazy. A, like your it, noodles pretty tangled. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say tangled as such, but like, I, I definitely have a mind that, that jumps a lot, you know, it jumps between things, but it keeps hold of a lot of things, but like tasks, basically I'm talking about mostly about tasks at yeah. the moment. Um, so it will jump between tasks a lot. Um, and I definitely had a moment where things were getting like too much right. and I was not keeping a good track, uh, organization of it. And I started to realize I was becoming the person I didn't want to be. Um, this one that kind of like always forgets all these things and, right. you know, people are always reminding you and, you know, I don't say it doesn't happen now. Of course it does, but just way, way less. Um, and so, you know, I realized this and just started to write things down a bit more, um, to organize those thoughts a bit. Uh, to make sure things are not missed and later you're like 
damn yeah. <laughs> like how did i how did i forget that so um yeah so the mind like my mind is really all over the place and but i think that's also like a, a a huge positive in a way because it's it's like a creative thinking mm. um and i think my mind thinks very creatively on a lot of topics mm. you know not always you know sometimes you have to just do things down the line but um you know i i like to think how can you approach something differently yeah um and how to you know how to make things more efficient and um you know just do them yeah more more structured and efficient you know because actually efficiency is the best thing because then you have more time to do the things you want to do you know <laughs> so yeah it's uh it's also a personal thing you know selfishly it, it helps me um you know enjoy that session on the water i want to go and do um and maintain a lifestyle where yeah i can kind of choose the hours in the day um even when there's really a lot going on like yeah. like now is <laughs> i was surprised this morning i was like okay i'm gonna get on with this and then i don't know one meeting and call da, 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 like this and uh, a little bit all over the place but um in the end is yeah is i i do like thinking like that i don't like i don't think i would want to i don't know approach things in a different way i think yeah. i enjoy that way so yeah there's no right or wrong way to do it you know everyone everyone works differently and some people like thrive in chaos don't they and other people yeah, yeah. other people need every every moment of their day day yeah. kind of planned out and things um you know i've i found it myself as well like uh especially writing things down and, and not not necessarily in the sense of like you know journaling and, and personal things more just like you know just management of my time but that also affects my like well-being and how i feel like if i feel like yeah. i'm on top of everything yeah. it, it really helps me i think that's where people tend to separate it they they look at it in quite like a binary way they're like no you've got your kind of emotional state and your mental well-being and i'm like these are the ways i look after this then you've got like, like my this is my my preparation and my um, scheduling and management for what i actually do in a professional capacity and sometimes they go they need to be separate and actually sometimes i'm like they're they're actually quite similar yeah. so for me even something like i have like my notes app on my phone and my my mac and i fill out a daily schedule of like just the things i need to do yeah. then you get that little bit of dopamine every time you take something off as yeah, well yeah, of course, and, yeah. and you get that yeah. feeling of like accomplishment yeah. Yeah. um and it's got to the point now where like even at the weekend and stuff i'll still write a little checklist and it might be stupid things yeah. you know just like not even necessarily a, a professional task a yeah. work task or it might be something tiny you know like send this email to this person or something yeah. and it, it yeah it, for sure i mean i do the same like with the notes you know you just you you it's not even like um you know suddenly organize new notes for this uh named labeled like this it might be like one continuous note mm. and then i can go back and see the things that i left a bit longer you know because the reason they haven't been checked off is because they can wait a bit longer but you add in stuff that is still important uh underneath it and then you start at the bottom of the list and you go through the things that's like urgent you know and tick those off and you're like yes done done done, done. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you leave it for a while and then you go back and you're like oh yeah i need to check the list and then all say oh yeah do, 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 do. <laughs> tick all those off so yeah it's true um i mean it, i definitely have like this with this creative mind as well yep. this haphazard approach you know to the, the the jumping around the tasks and stuff so that was the thing that um that just helped me a lot was just note taking a lot more and, and right. yeah, it's really really helped uh somewhat organized <laughs> how do you how do you apply you know that that kind of uh way of operating and and working you know throughout i suppose like both professional and and like personal life 
but especially like when you're when you're kind of managing people whether it's on a tour or on a photo shoot or or any any of the other kind of ventures that you're involved in mm. when you do have other people to manage and things perhaps sometimes maybe they don't necessarily thrive on the the chaos as much how how do you like adapt the way that you sort of run things and do it if you can sense someone else is feeling a bit like oh you know cooked or, or overwhelmed because like, like i said you know you, you even when something is really going wrong maybe i'm jumping around subjects here but you know at events when we've been you know there and whether it's the the live stream going down or whether it's you know some something you know big happening or whatever you you always seem to stay really positive and you're like right this this is what we're going to do you're very like pragmatic about it all there's always been an experience now that's been worse than what happens right so whatever we experience i'm always like okay but it, i've already experienced this in a in a you know much worse scenario worst case scenario so um so now I, everything i approach i'm like well we can't change it you know this is what's happened but what we can do is react as quick as possible um you can also prepare yourself for situations to react as quick as possible um you know so yeah i think making sure you have kind of like redundancies and things in place like this mm. but also jumping back to the kind of the the staff and the crew you know having good crew good staff with you um and that's definitely a, a huge um uh you know a huge help as well it's been a big um, support for me also to make sure that there's the right people around me who are thinking in somewhat similar ways but also at the same time they approach things a bit differently to me mm. you know one might be way better at organizing and one might be way more um thinking about um yeah creative media aspects and but when you start learning the strengths of each person and you start adapting their roles and you know kind of finding that path weaving through um the working life together then you 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 start to become a, a stronger and stronger team um, and so, you know, at points when I know that I can't manage that anymore by myself, I'm, it's very easy for me to, um, you know, to delegate tasks and, and make sure that I'm managing the managers, yeah. you know, like this. So, um, creating, um, you know, what some might see typically as a, as your own personal assistant, but they become a manager, they're a manager of, you know, that area. Um, and so my role has kind of scaled up almost is, is even more recently, you know, with, mm. with more managers or sub managers, you know, assistant managers and things like this. Um, now, you know, I'm managing that part, which is perhaps a part I didn't anticipate quite as much. Mm. Um, so I'm starting to kind of, you know, I see some things happening and learn some things, you know, along the way still with this. Um, but it's really interesting. I, I actually really enjoy it. Um, I really enjoy that kind of like management management aspect but i love the creative aspect as well mm. so I, I just want to make sure i don't lose touch of that and and i'm really holding on to that a lot like you know i don't mean like just creatively going out and filming and making an edit i mean like um every creative aspect of a tour you know making sure that you think creatively around the the management aspects you know the efficiency of it the the way it can run um smoother so um and then, of course, yeah, the filming and, and these things. I love it as well. I'm really yeah. happy to jump in the water or fly the drone or FPV or all yeah. of this, you know. So build build up your, build out your skill set as you grow, you know. Yeah. Learn something new every day or everything you do. Just learn something new. One small thing. Don't try to learn 100 new things at once. Yeah. Learn one thing new on each project or task you do. Apply one new thing. And that's something you'll hear me say a lot. 
you know i say it uh often to like martin who's working you know for me on the tour and um with alpha media and he's you know i'm i'm just saying look let's we're aiming just to apply one new thing here at this event yeah you know for this and that's the aim it's not to apply 10 new things no but in a year's time you know we've applied like five or six new things because we've had five or six solid events and yeah so it's um yeah it's is that kind of process it's easy to yeah get it's easy to get ahead of yourself when you're when you're trying to build something up yeah. you know with, like like for you you know something you're obviously extremely passionate about you know the tour and you know i i mean i've i've had the unique like view viewpoint from the inside um but even looking from the outside you can see that you're, you're trying to build it and there's a passion and i, I want to make it as big as i can and and things like that and it's I guess it's a reminder for anyone, you know, listening who's, who's perhaps perhaps building something similar, whether it's a a business or or, or anything. Um, it's that as as long as you're moving forward a little bit mm. all the time, it doesn't matter how fast you're going. Exactly. It, it's so easy yeah. to think. It's so easy to add a completely arbitrary like time frame of mm. like I need to this done by this point. You know, I need to be doing this by this time. Yeah. And actually, it, it's not necessarily about that. Or not from 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 my perspective, and it sounds like that's fa fairly similar to to what you're 100%. saying. A hundred percent. So, um, mastering the art of improving daily can be tough because the American dream, the Instagram social media world, is to accelerate quickly, be famous quickly, like this. You yeah. Know? Um, but this doesn't happen. You know, it is so rare that it happens. It does, of course. Yeah, there yeah, is yeah. occasions where it does. But in the realistic world is you can also get to this point. But if you do daily, you know, one thing like this, you will reach it with much more guarantee mm -hmm. than if you try so hard over such a short period of time. And then you just have uh, huge disappointments because you're not achieving your dreams. Yeah. Um. So I think like, you know, I think maybe that's what I learned a little bit from my life as a competitor. Um, right. That, you know, I was trying so hard to be number one, you know. And every event you go to, you're disappointed because you, know, you There's only one person that can be there. Exactly. There's <laughs> only one winner. So, you know, of course, you might have your own personal goals and you reach them. And then that for you is a win, um, which is how you should approach competition. Mm. Um, but still, I, I focus like I want to win. You know, I'm, I'm competitive. I I'm there to win. And so, you know, a lot of disappointment, a lot again and again. Um, and so the, the approach that I thought, you know, for um, the business sense is, is don't, don't try and do that uh, American dream that, yeah. you know, that way. Um, rather just go like, you know, one step at a time, Yeah. but always forwards, mm. you know, and I think, you know, as you're saying, that's, that's the approach I believe in. Yeah. So, doesn't mean it's the right one, but I, th I think. Well, I think I think largely, largely isn't. I think also a lot of it, you know, especially in in the sense of you talking about being a competitor, which is that that's a really interesting like transition from that sort of start that side of your life to then what you what you're now doing. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it, again, I think a lot of the time, you know, when it comes to that, it, it comes down to comparison. It all all comes down to that again. You know, I had George on the other day, and we were talking about the same thing. He's kind of in that competitive element of his career that you were in. Yeah. You know, a, a few years ago, yeah, yeah. and and the big thing we're talking about is is that comparison is the thief of joy, mm. and and all that. But I, as well as it being the thief of joy, I think it's one of those things where it it's so easy to kind of um, ruin progress because you end up getting so wrapped up in what you haven't done that you yeah. fail to recognise what you actually have done yeah. because you're looking at the other company that's doing a similar thing, and you're so wrapped up in what they're yeah. doing that you fail to see the progress you've actually made, yeah. and then you stole what you're doing. That's 
That's exactly true. And I think maybe I almost didn't even realize that that was a outcome of the way I've adapted the way I approach things. Mm. So in windsurfing as a competitor, I used to go on the water every session and every session I wanted to be the best person there. Right. You know, I wanted to be the best move this, the best move that. So I was pushing myself, but I was wanting to be, you know, the kind of the, the standout, mm. you know, and that was basically me kind of self-training myself for competition yeah you know uh, every session i had and then when you would you know come face to face with someone who's super good you'd be out here and have sessions with people it'd be like you get in this like fight like head for head like heat basically mm. but for like three hours on end you know <laughs> you're just like you're kind of like subconsciously battling each other or even like consciously doing it because you realize like you're basically just like trying to match each other move for move or you like pass each other and you do like these crazy moves now I enjoy uh, windsurfing so much because I, I don't do that at all. Yeah. I go out, I have a lot of fun. I see people like George absolutely ripping and I feel no need to be like, I've got to try that move now and do it better, you know? Mm. Uh, no need at all. And I'm actually super stoked for him and to see him do those moves. Like, you know, you as well, like progressing on moves and you're telling me, yeah, I've got this sick one-handed burner and it's like, you know, I'm stoked to hear that and, mm. and see it. And like, I feel no, no need to do that. And so I'm no longer comparing against uh, other people yeah and the way i've done it in business is i i didn't compare i i i just decided i'm gonna do it my way mm. you know i'm not gonna look at um the competitors we're just gonna do it our way and just you know make it better i take inspiration not from competitors but from people who i know i would not be competing against but i i get inspired by so um tours that not involved in at all you know like no uh tour that is um uh based around the wind sports you know like this I look at you know mountain biking and things like this um snowboarding um you know free ride ball tour is really cool um so I take a lot of inspiration from this and and just elements from it i see what's the coolest bit and it's like you know let's let's try and apply this and i'll send a quick screenshot to like my designer like can we do this or um you know to 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 martin and let's see if we can introduce this into the live stream and then um you know george helping with the stats let's try and create the stats like this and so it's all these things and i think they see me a little bit as like a bit haphazard sometimes because suddenly i'll just put something at some point of the day mm. in, in a chat but it's literally because i've just seen it and i know if i put it there it's basically a note yeah it's done exactly <laughs> so it, it's a note it's done and um you know it's also a good way to approach the task it's just just get it done right? don't don't leave things they stack up well yeah it's, i like it's that words that i live by is uh do it do it then it's done yeah and, and and it's that that sounds so stupid and silly to say it was actually uh i think it might have come from when i was working at club Vass, but i also said it when i worked in a leisure center in scotland and we'd have all this like just shit like lifting and carrying work yeah. you know you have to put yeah. 200 like mats down on the floor and then pick them up two hours later yeah. and i'd just be like let's just do it then. let's just do it then it's done yeah. boys yeah exactly because it's far more stressful knowing you have a task coming up and, and when you're actually, like, yeah, yeah. Then, then once you're actually doing that task and in the middle of it, you're like, whether it's a physical task, uh, uh, you know, a load of work you've got to do on your laptop, yeah. anything like once you're actually, you know, in the thick of it, it's never as bad as the anticipation of having to do it. Yeah, exactly. I found. Yeah. It, and it's funny, actually, this, this, yeah, this anticipation of doing it in this deadline is, is the thing that, you know, we both kind of want to avoid. Um, and it's, it's funny because as we talk about it now, I realize that there is one area of life that I, I actually like the the 
deadline. You know, I like being really close to it and I know that I perform the best at it. And it's funny enough, it's when I'm editing videos. Right. Um, the closer I am to a deadline, the, the I don't know what happens to my brain. It steps into a gear where it's just like, you know, do this, get this done. But at the same time, it it's working in the creative way that I want it to. Mm. Um, so I realized, I, I did realize this already some time ago and I started putting my own deadlines ahead of the deadlines, you know, to make sure that I didn't do this and I just put other tasks in the way so that I couldn't, um, you know, run over. Um, and so I was really like, I really find with, with editing often it's really this, this, you know, under time pressure stress. I don't know what it is. It just kind of like unlocks a bit of something that just helps you, you know, really push to get the, get it done, but also in the creative way as well um sometimes if you have a long time over a, a creative task like uh, editing you can think too much and too deep about each element um and then you end up fine-tuning something and spending hours on it because you know you have the time but you also know that you couldn't do it much quicker mm. and you i don't know you 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 do all these details that are not necessary um and so yeah i think um with editing it's an interesting one it's a slightly different approach that i find works for that but everything else is like get it done you know yeah. do it now like if people send me messages you know i'm straight yeah quick do, do, done, yeah you know um answering so that's it like I've, I've listened to um a lot of like you know podcasts i've listened to with with other people and and, and things like that like they've, they've they've said similar things um you know like journalists and stuff have said you know when they've got a deadline for an article they've got to hand in some of them love taking their time over it and doing a bit every day and mm. you know in the lead up to a deadline and other people go i'll pull an all-nighter for 12 yeah. hours yeah before that deadline comes in because they're like i i almost they almost like thrive on that pressure mm. um and they're like i i need that and, and like you said there's no there's no kind of right or wrong way to to, to do it at all it, it's definitely understanding your own way of doing it yeah. that's the thing well it's, that's a, that's a tough bit and that's yeah. like that's one of the hardest things for us as as humans is like getting getting to know who you who you yep. really are and then also like learning to not second guess your own processes and things like that it's so easy mm. to like especially this day and age where everyone what you know you're working remotely and you're doing that and you might be uh you know i, I find i find it all the time talking to you know all, all my friends or, or other people who work remotely and um they're like oh no i you know i have to get up and i have to get out the house and get into a coffee shop or, or something like that and then yeah. i can sit down and you know with with other people and then i can sort of get on with work and i'm like I cannot do that. Yeah. I'm the complete opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to have AirPods in, yeah. like nobody around me, yeah. and I want to be at home. Yeah, because sure. if I'm out in the world, I'm yeah. not, I can't concentrate. Yeah, no, I, I agree entirely. Like I, I, I try it sometimes. Uh, occasionally you can if you're sitting with the right person and not really like, still there's no one really around and you're, you're just focused on what you're doing. Yeah. But yeah, I need to just fully sit at home and like, you know, just wake up and straight work and, you know, because... For me, also, the times of the day you work is very important. Mm. Um, I really like to just get things done like straight away when I wake up because it's a really quiet time, you yeah. know, so there's way less interruption and, um, you know, you can get so much more done in that two hours uh, than you can in maybe two hours later on in the day when everyone's answering back and forth with messages and things like this. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's quite a good time to work and also really late at night um, as well. So I, I, I don't... I find myself sleeping less, but I don't really have a problem with it. Um, so it's, it's okay. Like six hours a night is enough. That's interesting. <laughs> um, let's change tack a little bit. One other, you know, other thing that I was really interested in, uh, sorry to you about, and you, you've mentioned it a couple of times, um, is that, you know, it's all about having good people around you. Yeah. Um, even though you are at the top of the, the pyramid, 
know, you as I said, you're the Lord Commander. You know, but it's good. It's important having good people. And I've and I I've found as well. You know, working for the tour, it's a very collaborative process. It's yeah. not a, I'm going to tell you what to do, and that's what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, what what is it? And I might people listening might be interested in this. Like, what what is it that you look for when it comes to looking for someone to potentially work with, whether it's on a a, a photo shoot or or obviously you know, if it's like a videographer or something, you're looking for a portfolio and, and all that, of, you know, obviously you, you're hoping they've got the, you know, drone license qualifications, yeah, whatever yeah, it is yeah, they need. Yeah. But, but, but beyond that, you know, as a, as a person, um, do, you, do you have like a kind of specific idea of the kind of person you want? Tr- to work trust for and you? honesty is, is key. Right. You know, like trust and honesty goes beyond skill and, and things like this, you know, of course you need some skill in, in what you're doing. You need to know what you're doing, but I, for as much as I know that I want people for, yeah. I know the tasks that they are doing because I've done it already. Right. Um, where I haven't, it's a different answer. But for eighty percent of of people that I would employ, yeah, I prefer trust and honesty because then I am more than happy to help them with the skill and pass on my own skills. And to those people, I, I feel like I really teach them a lot and pass on a lot that I've learned. Um, a lot of experiences like I, I don't mean to sound like I've got a you know, my head's blowing up here but <laughs> I, I've definitely you know learned a lot with like you know drone flying and things like this yeah. as a, an example um, so I'm more than happy to pass on those skills and those skills they will help people who are just stepping into drone flying you know from someone who's been flying for 15 years you know you, you can learn a lot um, so in that case uh, like the whole trust and honesty is, is really important to me because I also give a lot of trust back as well. You know, like I'm also sharing a lot of information that you would not normally get from perhaps a, a, someone owning a business. You know, there's a lot of information that, you know, should be clip, kept, you know, closer to your chest. Yeah. Um, and I feel that sharing that, you know, you you create a bond where you, you just trust in each other a lot. Um, and then you can work so much closer together as a team. Um, and what comes from it, from it is a good friendship as well. Mm. Um, you know, you start to trust each other on all levels, you know, with the friendship side as well. And it's, um, it's super nice. Like I, I really, um, I, I, you know, I, I like a lot of the friendships that I've created as well through this is not so much like just hardcore working relationships, yeah. not at all, you know, um, if it comes to things like the sport and stuff, then for sure, People who are passionate about the sport is really interesting, like really important. Of course. Um, because, I mean, I've said it before. Once you're passionate about something, you're you dedicate so much to it so easily mm-hmm. that you become the best at it. You know, the best version of it that you can, and then things become easier mm-hmm. for you. So therefore, in a working position, you are so valuable to anyone you work for, or if you work for yourself in that that sector you become so valuable because you know so much and it, but it was so easy because it, it was your passion, <laughs> you know, and I came through that process myself. So people who are passionate, they, they're just, they're so easy to work with yeah. because I just align so well with them. You know, I'm so like, I love the sport of windsurfing so much. I also love the other sports, the kiting and the wing is, it's surfing is super fun, you know? Yeah. Um, of course, windsurfing is in my heart because I've done it for so long, but, um, and sailing as well, you know, I love sailing also, and um, I was a sailor a long long before um, a windsurfer. Yeah. Um, and I like the aspect of sailing can take you to places where you could then go and windsurf and surf, you know. Mm. 
um or guys earth and it's 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 um it i think there's a fun future to be had <laughs> down that path yeah for sure but yeah anyway I'm, i don't know i'm digressing from the the question not at all at that's, hand, so. that's but, the point that's but the, point. the yeah the, to wrap up i mean the the the, the the people i look for are people that are definitely obviously interested in uh what's going on who you know show uh some some skills but perhaps catch uh the imagination a little bit as well like unexpectedly so you're like oh oh yeah i wouldn't have done it like that but it works <laughs> yeah you know um and that's a, i would say that's another thing i've learned of myself is that i find myself saying that often like, i wouldn't have done it like that but it works mm. and that's a good thing to be able to say because you're accepting that your way is not the only way yeah. you know and um and the more i realize that the more it's helped me with those stressful situations you know um so it's like trying to see that actually someone has achieved the outcome or near enough the outcome that was expected but they've just done it a different way you know but that's cool you know it's it's, <laughs> it's a good way to do it so <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's really like it's showing a lot of humility thinking like that because i imagine it it ca it could be quite easy Mm. Uh, to develop, you know, that little bit of an ego and the little bit of a sense of uh, ownership, which you're completely within your rights to have, mm. you know, over the tone, you go, no, this is my thing and this is the way we're doing it. And I imagine there are a lot of, I don't necessarily just mean the specific world of, of you know, extreme sports tours or anything like that, but just your business in general. I imagine there's a lot of people that are in your position within those businesses that are like that and i've encountered them and i'm sure everybody listening has encountered those kind of people who they're like, no, this is, you know, it's my way or the highway. Yeah. Um, did 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 that come from you? You know, you talked a lot about how any bad situation generally you've you've had you know some experience of it and things. Did did you kind of have uh, mentors or, or people that kind of sort of helped guide you a little bit that were fairly similar to the way you behave now, or sure. or is it something that you you develop by yourself? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's easy to say it's my dad. Right. <laughs> okay. So my dad was um, obviously I spent a lot of time. Um, actually uh, alone with, well, i have three other brothers yep. so the time you have your parents alone is is not so much it's with your other brothers and things like this but i had a lot of time alone with my dad when um he would take me kind of to and from school where i went to school was kind of almost an hour away from where we lived um and his work was not far off so he would just sort of drop me off at school and then pick me up after work right. um and we'd often just talk about his work and what he was doing and things like this um and I always had an interest in kind of like the entrepreneurial side of it. You know, I was interested in um, TV shows that were like this and, and things like that. So um, I just learned a lot from him. I, I went and worked also uh, in his company for um, for nine months and learned a lot from this as well. You know, when you get to work with in a more commercial sector and, um, you know, working with a lot of staff that will, you know, they, they're happy to do the things that you want to do as a team together to get that task done. Um, so I learned a lot about that at quite a young age as well. I think I was like um, 21 or something when I did that. Um, but I found that, you know, my heart was in kind of the water sports world and <laughs> yeah, for sure. um, traveling at, as, the, uh, as much as I could make it happen, you know, so yeah. Um, but yeah, he taught me a lot and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm super proud of my dad, you know, he's achieved such great things out of, um, you know, starting from scratch with his business and, um, you know, it's a, a, a travel company. Right. 
um, or travel transport company. It used to be a travel company uh, from scratch. Now it's a transport company, and um, uh, they they do a lot of like transport of uh, kids to and from schools and contracts with um, uh, a lot of councils, universities, football clubs, um, things like this, all around London. And um, so it's a, it's quite a lot of people working for him, um, and you kind of start to realize, okay, if one person can manage that, <laughs> then 15 people is really not so much. <laughs> so and as long as you manage it the right way, then yeah, it's good. But there's definitely um, things from my dad I learned. And, you know, one of the, the, the quotes of all time, probably the quote that I remember him saying the most is, is do it whilst you can. And, you know, you're only fit enough to do that for such a certain age. You know, you're only capable to do this up to a certain point And, mm um so do those things where you can and there's other things you might dream and aspire of but they can wait because you can do those things when you're not capable to physically do other things in such a way that you want them to do and that's definitely been a transitional point for me is when i had that surgery and i think we probably talked about it in the last podcast is how that kind of made me think okay sit back now let's focus on the business side uh and work um, you know, towards it rather than, um, you know, making just enough to get by and yeah. <laughs> just, just paying your flight or taking the 46 hour route to like George does yeah. <laughs> to, to get somewhere so that you are able to stay there for longer. I mean, I did exactly the same at his age. Um, and then, yeah. Um, so had that point and then realized that this is the kind of the turning point, you know, I can grab it now or I can keep fighting and keep trying, but knowing that I'm physically, at a disadvantage yeah you know i know i will always have a bit of doubt there um with with what i've had with the surgery on my my spine so um so i was like i can still do what i love and want to do and i know in a, a sponsorship capacity i'm very responsible still because i'll do more travel elements and things like this you know trips and, and that um and i'll still enter some competitions here or there but i'll do it with less stress but jump straight on the train of let's move my business forwards you know let's 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 set up my career um and that's where the filming got like professional you know i was like right turn the switch let's go <laughs> i suppose it's also um what you what you said earlier you know i guess you, you kind of maybe you figured out who you were a little bit and you're like i kind of have to because if i stay going down just the sort of professional competitive uh route and everything you're wired in that way of like, I want to be the best and I want to be the best on the water and all this. Mm. So it's, it's kind of like, I, I can't go sort of half measure. You're like, I know that, that that's yeah. who I am. So I'm like, actually, let's just change tack. And you can kind of keep that mindset a bit, but pursue it into, into something else as well. I think that's something like really valuable. Um, and I think it's, it's so easy. Have you, have, do you, are you aware of the, the sunk cost fallacy? sunk cost fallacies no, I don't so, think so. so uh, to to give you an example you only stay with a partner even though you're not happy but you've been with them for quite a long time and you're quite comfortable and you're like well i've been i've got this far i might as well stick it out or a job or anything like that and you, you you've sunk so much into yeah. it that at that point you're like well there's no point in leaving you know no. but actually you'd be a lot happier if you if you if you stopped it and and, and went into something else yeah. and i imagine that's fairly similar you know when you were at that crossroads yeah yeah um yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it, it describes quite a few situations well, actually, when you start to think of it like that, yeah, because sure. you can stay so um, locked into something that you, you just think, yep, yeah, I'll just see it through and, and continue on and continue on. And um, But I guess that's a point that, you know, I probably learned uh, from my father is that you, you have to accept that 
there are times that you know it's the the you have to pick the best of two negatives you know you don't have a choice in front of you you have a choice of just two negatives like you don't have a positive choice you only have you know you, you you're just given that uh those cards yeah. <laughs> and and you're just unlucky at that point to get them um you know and so you have to choose something and then maybe sometimes you just choose the one that is like okay let's just cut it off and start again um and there are two or three occasions where you know i've had to like cut off things where i was like this is not what i want to do but i'm forced to you know i i haven't really been given a choice um and so you kind of like forced to or the other option is also equally as bad and you know it could be this as you say you're holding on to something hoping that it's gonna work it itself out mm. um um yeah so i think maybe you just need to know uh, or you need to know i mean it's hard to say you don't really know until you get to something like that yeah. maybe you just need that experience of trying to make something work and it, it it won't work and then just being like okay enough is enough and let's you know let's move on because actually the grass is greener on the other side yeah um and maybe to make that grass greener you need to i don't know plant the seedlings and you know <laughs> water it and t take care of it and things like this so you need to work a bit more in the training aspects or whatever you know um but you you can improve that um and i think maybe if that situation is forced upon you um so i've had scenarios where like you know it's forced upon you and that's when you'll learn it the most because you know you kind of have to so you force yourself to do it and you're like right i'm going to do that and then then you realize after that that moment that actually if you'd managed to do it then it's possible again you know like this so um, and whether that's you know in a, a working um you know working scenario or in a relationship scenario you know it's um it's it's the grass can be greener on the other side for sure yeah absolutely it comes down to like the uh, recently in the last um, few months I've been like getting really into all the sort of stoicism stuff I don't know if you've ever read any of it but basically the, I read a book in uh, Brazil called The Obstacle is the Way by a guy called Ryan Holiday and it, it's all, it, basically the idea behind it is like just focusing on what you can control because it's so, it's so easy to focus on what you, what you can't control and it's so easy to get super overwhelmed by those things um and and you know get a bit flustered and end up that you know and that that's like the formation of anxiety essentially yeah. is is focusing on su suffering imagined problems um and doing that and i think that's also something i've like observed you doing is you're, you're so good at being like let's just focus on what what we can do and it, it's amazing for, th for things like like problem solving of being like how, how are we going to solve this situation you know be like right well we can't do anything about the what the weather's doing right now we can't do anything about what this is doing like when we were in uh Switzerland uh, last year and it started pissing down with rain <laughs> and we were like right well we can't uh, we can't fly drones we can't we can't uh, do this because it's just like walls of water coming out yeah, of the yeah. sky and it would be so easy to spend your time sitting there going fucking rain fuck's yeah. out yeah. you know getting angry about it and instead you just went straight into like right well we're going to have to do this and we're going to have to do this you're going to have to walk up there we're going to we're going to put a camera there we're going to put a camera on the other side <laughs> of the need lake to drive around there yeah, <laughs> you're going to need to drive around there onto some farmer's land <laughs> and he's going to shout at you but we're going to put a camera there and and we just we just kind of got on with it yeah. and you went we're going to build a weird little shanty town <laughs> tent for all the camera guys so they don't get soaked and and we, and we just jumped straight into that probably the first and last shanty town in uh, in silver planet that's for sure uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely not a, yeah 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 it's a, yeah. A, a a long way from the townships here in cape town exactly um 
but yeah, you know, it was it it, it was you know pretty cool, and it was. Um, I suppose there's no question attached to this. Uh, you know, the, well, this, no, I mean, I, it, I, but... I see what you're saying, but it is not without the experiences again. Right. So the experience of having gone through those times where you have a lot of self-doubt or a lot of things that just overwhelm the mind. Yeah. And it's like you you no longer able to achieve everything that needs to be done. So then you start being like, okay, it's um, contingency plan one, two, three. Let's just let's save that let's save that let's let's save that cut that off it's not going to work you know um and having been through those things in different walks of life it's it, it makes things a lot easier at this point so um experience is really key and it is something that you know circling back to the the question of what i look for in in people who um uh who i'd like to work with is is definitely you know some experience in it or the willingness to learn uh, and understand that um, you know it's not always the the right way to do something, and that there is another way, um, you know, and that I can also teach something like that, and and as I said, vice versa, that I I'm also like, yep, yeah, okay, that's also another way to do it. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and I think that's important to give someone you work with is is not this like overwhelming feeling of like, oh, they're the boss, you know, and like this is is actually they can also be a friend and yeah. if uh if you understand and allow that to happen then you start to realize that actually it's it's kind of give and take you know and 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 both ways and um and that's in a in an emotional sense as well you know in a friendly sense in um in a funny sense you know making fun of each other and yeah. <laughs> accepting it like i can accept people making fun of me it happens all the time you yeah know? um so it's um yeah it's yeah we get it. It comes down to hu- humility, and like ultimately, it's creating the culture that you would you would want. It sounds like that's very much something that you just you basically got from your dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the culture you want it. That's exactly it. Is you you want to work in a in a culture that makes you happy and relaxed. Yeah. Um. You know, it, which is funny to say in a in a live stream production and <laughs> with events going on that rely on wind and. Um, heated competitors because the wind's not that ideal and yeah. you know conditions are not great but we need to get a result because you know it needs to happen yeah uh, for all the reasons everyone knows that you know of course you can only push it so far and and a, a certain level of um a standard of competition is always kept and and thankfully that's why we have a head judge because they will be like overruling you know other people saying come on let's go let's do this including me perhaps yeah <laughs> and they they will be like that that's that's we've met the line and and i respect that you know i'm like all right okay but i will come in with the creative side and be like okay but we don't just have to stop here we can also do this so let's bring this in and start doing that and and that helps um in that respect so it's kind of it's good to have a team where you have those different skills and you learn off each other and allow each other to have their respectful place as well so well, that's like even what you said. At, you know, at the very beginning uh, of the episode, you know, you were saying like you've you you've got this kind of management side of things that you now really enjoy, but you've also got that creative side of your brain that you want to flex. So the fact that you can recognize that within yourself and then also pass that on to the people that are working for you. So even if they're in a fairly sort of um, straightforward kind of job where they're not necessarily given that much creative license, you know, it's very much like, for example, I know like George doing the stats. Like the stats have to be done 
yeah. their statistics like they have to be done a certain yeah. way yeah. you know but then there's a bit of perhaps creativity of like how do we want to present them on the live stream yeah. or, or, or things like that and then you know so it's well actually what what can you take from those stats as well yeah, that's it, when it becomes interesting so the the uh, tedious task of putting it together is a tedious task yeah. but the kind of reward is like well okay from this actually well we can pull this and we can pull that yeah. and then like for me i want to make sure we get to a point where also everyone can have their freedom as well and actually we george is a good example just had that is that um we are getting to that point now where we have such a um a collection of all this data and statistics on riders and things like this in in multiple sectors now it's not just in the freestyle uh we also have it in the iq foil class and it's to that point where i realized that there will be free time coming up for george and I'm like, but I want you to have that free time because I want you to think, what can I do with this? Yeah. What can I pull from it? And start suggesting ideas and make that happen and 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 direct yourself, you know, um, and let yourself loose on it. And um, and I'm really keen to see what comes out of it. So I think is it's super cool. And I think he will love it as well. You know, he'll be like, oh, awesome. I can like sit down now and start suggesting things and um, you know, n not feeling like he's just doing the tasks that asked yeah but also being able to have a hand in that whole business you know of which you know it is of course the freestyle pro tour and and um alpha media for the iq4 it, it's you know it's a business but he's getting a direct hand in the development process of that which is really exciting yeah so, yeah yeah it's just a, it's something i find myself saying an, an awful lot and especially since i've restarted the podcast i found it coming up in every episode it's the the concept of the tide rises all ships yeah Exactly. And, and it, it links directly to you know comparison and everything like that but the more power you give to the people within your yeah. organization business uh friend group anything yeah. uh the, the better it becomes and you you start to realize we go we go further what is it we go faster alone but we go further together yeah exactly that and, so that's exactly true yeah and um you know that's that's where i'll like even invest things myself like my own time or my own salaries and things to to bring more people on to make sure that we are becoming a, a growing ship, you know, we're more hands on deck. Um, and so we just, we brought on um, a girl onto the team, Joe Bruno, who's going to be joining the, the freestyle pro tour team um, as an assistant tour manager. Um, she's just started. And um, so we, we're actually growing the, the, the sport of freestyle windsurfing. I mean, we have quite a few people working on that tour now, so <laughs> it's uh, it's very interesting, and um, um, it's leading to some really interesting conversations as well, um, and that's exciting uh, for sure. You know, we're um, stepping up obviously the events and things like this, um, adding more events, having conversations where it's you know <laughs> at this level that is like you didn't really expect to get to as a European freestyle pro tour. But um, as a freestyle pro tour, we, we're getting there, and we're we we're getting a what I value, you know, highly is a, a good reputation. Um, people are seeing the work everyone is doing as a team. You know, you come along to commentate, but you don't just commentate. You know, you're also you're doing your research and things, but you're also chipping in. You're helping. You're like, guys, what can I do? You know, what? And it's it's a good example. You know, because people like you and you know the others who, who are there they're just they're, they're doing it because they enjoy being part of that team and therefore it doesn't really become so much a job anymore you know it becomes something that you enjoy doing with your friends um but of course it needs to be managed in a professional manner uh sense 
and um and that's where i hope i managed to do that also <laughs> yeah absolutely uh to finish up then what what sort of um what advice would you would you give i mean this has been a podcast full of advice uh, but just just to, just to kind of sum up you know if uh, anyone was wanting to write it down or, or or anything like that you know someone looking to start something you know, it's something that they, they love doing and they're trying to figure out how to, whether they're how to monetize it or even, I don't know, whether they're starting a podcast or, or, or anything like that or they're, they're looking to employ a couple of people into their business for the first time, things like that. What, what sort of advice would you give on um, anyone looking to, to get started and kind of make that, make that transition into doing something like that with their lives? Um, it's quite different points you touch upon <laughs> as examples. Yeah. Um, you know, you would perhaps be more open-minded, um, you know, keep yeah. more open-minded about um, some things if it's, if it's employing people, yeah. you know, don't have a stereotype in your mind, um, you know, consider that anyone could fill that role. And once you consider that, you know, anyone of any abilities uh, could fulfill that role. Once you do that, you then end up with the best person because y your stereotype doesn't exist. So there's a good, a good way in that sense, but, um, you know, when it comes to things like, you know, setting, uh, I don't know, setting up your own business or, or going down that path, I, um, I would say be obsessive, <laughs> be obsessive about the topics that you are going into, mm -hmm. you know, uh, passionate about it as well, of course. Um, but be obsessive in a sense that you because of your passion, you are just so obsessed by learning about it and you want to learn so much about that whole topic that you just go out there and, and the learning aspect isn't, um, oh, I'm going to school, you know, nine to five to school or whatever, or I have to go to university, I have to finish this um, this dissertation or this le um, presentation by then. It's, it's actually you're learning in the right capacity um and therefore everything you learn you remember so easily and you don't need to note take you don't need to do an exam on it you don't need anything like that because it just stays you know you're so interested in it um and this is kind of uh, probably getting a bit long-winded and sidetracking it but this is kind of a way i think about like the education system mm. is that it's not favoring uh the advancement of people um the advancement of humans you know because it's telling everyone you've got to do it like this and you're not um you don't need to you can learn the things you want to learn and become the best at it you know because it's so easy to get there and it circles back to that point you know yeah. i was saying earlier um and when you get that you get absolute the highest experts in things because they're so focused on it of course there's a base you need to learn around it you know you need your your english grade this and things yeah, like yeah. that but there should be an element in the schooling system that just allows someone to just, you know, go so deep into the field that they're interested in and, and not be withheld. You know, it's not like uh, that's that's what you've got to learn to get that exam. So fo focus on those things and make sure your memory is good enough that you keep it all in mm -hmm. and you're forced to remember things that you don't really want to or can't remember because you're not interested in it. <laughs> um, so I would say, yeah, if, if you're starting up or wanting to learn something or learn or Start, learn learn everything about it be, because it comes naturally to you you know um and that's the way to yeah, to do it i think so absolutely um simsy <laughs> i really appreciate you um 
Appreciate yeah. you too, Sandy. Appreciate Thank it. you very much for having me on the second oh, time. Oh, it's a pleasure, mate. I appreciate. It. Yeah, everything that you've uh, that we, we've done together over the over the last few years. You know, um, uh, you, you've been yeah, really not to get too personal because uh, obviously this is going out to a lot of people. Hopefully, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you've you've been a great help to me over the the last few months as I've navigated a, a very very tough part of my life um, and been a. I, not, I guess nothing less than like a mentor. Um, so yeah, yeah, thank you for that. And then yeah, I'm looking looking forward to a busy year of events. Um, if people want to uh, check out all, all the things you do, uh, give you a follow. Where where can they find you? Um, I mean, a good way is to follow the Freestyle Pro Tour. Um, this is a lot of what we do, um, and also the IQ Foil class because we're doing a lot for them. Um, for me personally, there's uh, Adam Sims channels around. You can find them. <laughs> and a, little, a little bit on the Alva Media side, but um, funny enough, it's the one I take care of the least because I'm so focused on making everything else better. <laughs> yeah. So in, in a particular social media sense, but yeah, um, that's probably the way you'll find me out on the surf. Take out the tour, yeah. And then, yeah, head to head to Karma's early morning and you'll see us uh, out there trying to catch waves. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and Sandy, I have to say that I appreciate also, you know, obviously the friendship back as well. It's um you know it's massively appreciated and the ability to be able to talk so freely and openly with someone. Yep. Um you know I think you you might think that there's the mentorship one way but it's for sure also the other way. You know you learn things from each other. Mm. So. Well that's yeah that's been the whole largely the whole point of this conversation. So I hope uh, everyone listening can take take something from that. Um yeah as I always say the the more we all talk uh, the easier it becomes. Um, yeah, thank you very much, Simsy, Adam Sims, for coming on. Thank um, you. Thank you guys for listening, and yeah, we'll see you for the next one.